What's up, Locker Mate Babes? We are back again, and I am your host, Rian, and you have stepped into another episode of Girls Locker Room. I hope you all had a great weekend, a great week, um, and I hope you had a really safe holiday. You know, Thanksgiving was a little unorthodox this year for my family. I'm not sure about anyone else's, but I know my family decided not to do our traditional way of doing Thanksgiving. I still went and hung out with my mom and my stepdad, but, you know, it wasn't like, I usually go to my grandmother's and all the cousins and stuff come around, and it was just not that. This time, we usually, like, have a blast, you know, just be a family, so it was it was a little different. I, I of course, text my cousins and my, my aunties and uncles, and was like, bro, <laughs> I miss y'all, which I over there doing, which I y'all respective houses doing. <laughs> So it was a little, it was a little different, which makes me kind of skeptical of like how Christmas is going to roll out. Like, how is that going to work? But all in all, I'm glad we decided to keep each other safe and, you know, keep COVID and, and all of that in the forefront. So I don't know. We'll just see how that holiday goes out. I know New Year's won't change for me. I'm usually indoors. If I'm not in my own house, I'm in a hotel room with my homegirls. So uh, I don't, I don't see that being no different. I actually enjoy being drunk at home. I ain't got to worry about getting no tickets. I ain't got to worry about, you know, crashing no car. I may break a glass. That's usual. I may break a glass or something, but that's that's low collateral damage. You know, you just got to do is just sweep that on up and go about your merry little way. So, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed my four-day weekend away from work. So, yeah. So, energy levels at work are mixed. So, yeah. But I hope you all had a great, great time. So let's get into the check-in updates, shall we? So, yeah, hmm. a lot on the Twitter streets, on the Instagram streets. Um, I also wanted to do a brief, brief check-in, a personal check-in update. Um, I know I've been kind of talking about my um, therapy journey. And I just, I really want to push and advocate for therapy and counseling for anybody between the ages of 18 and 30, really. But um, it just depends on where you are in your life. I feel like I, I did it at the perfect time. I'm going into 25, into the second, like, second wave of my 20s. And um, the first wave of my 20s was kind of, was a little rough, I can say, in terms of, like, the emotional up and down. Um, I still believe that I'm still going through a little bit of that up and down motion, but I feel like with me talking to my therapist and understanding my problems, it's it's good. So like recently I was talking to my therapist about something that I really thought like I needed to get under control and with a specific person in my family. So I went ahead and did, went ahead and did that. Um, cause I knew it was something that I needed to get off my chest a little bit. So that was, that was something eye opening for me. So basically what I'm saying is if you've thought about it, if you contemplated on it, please decide to do therapy. If you have, okay, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the system for you a little bit because not everybody can afford to do therapy. Cause when it comes to insurance and therapy, it's not always covered. So here's the trick. If you have, if you are working and your company or your job has something that's called an ELC, and uh, that is a counseling service that all that most companies usually have. Most companies usually have an ELC, and they usually the job itself, the company itself, usually covers up to three to five, um, three to five 
sessions with the EOC company that they're partnered with. I know the company that I just left, I still actually can use my my three sessions that they cover. I can actually still use up until I want to say May of 2022 that I can still use it. I think the company that I left, you can use it up to 18 days from your, your date of departure. If you leave correctly, if you're fired, no. Um, if you quit a job, sometimes it's in there. So I know that for mine, the last company I was with, I still have up to, I think, 12, 16 months, I believe. 15. I still have 15 months to use that up. Um, so, yeah. So check to see if your company has an EOC. If not, always call your insurance company to see if you have a behavioral portion on your insurance. And I would definitely just... Even if you don't think you have anything going on, like even if you don't think life is rough or, you know, you're not going through something hard and you just, I just think it's something to actually help you guide you. Like even if you needed to guide your goal plans, counseling can come in any, in different forms and varieties. So you usually, your counselor or your therapist usually asks you what your goal is for starting therapy. So it's been going very well for me. It was something that I've, I think I've always in the back of my mind wanted to try, but I knew it was a stigma on it. So yeah, so that that's that. I honestly think this person, this this next check-in update was really something that I was actually scrolling on Twitter and saw. Um, so recently, Summer Walker kind of announced her pregnancy. And, you know, I, I think what's weird about celebrities like announcing their pregnancies these days is the issue with her was, um, the issue is they, they feel like they're rushed to announce their pregnancy. So the issue with Summer was somebody, she posted a picture and somebody realized, oh damn, she looks pregnant. So most of the comments also noticed that she looks pregnant and she told the people that she was and it was a food baby. She was just bloated. And a couple weeks later, she decides she decides on her own as she should um, that she's pregnant. But I think it beca- I think it came from people in the public taking pictures of her and her, you know, as a celebrity, I don't think they realize or they might realize, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't want to speak for them, but I don't, in my opinion, I don't think they realize that yes, you are now a public figure. Like you don't get to have privacy like that. Like I don't, I don't think when people factor in wanting to be a celebrity, your whole life is now the public's. Like it's not just your life. You're, you're now a part of the public life if you choose to be that out with it. So um, she is. She was a, a spark of a, she, not a spark. She was a point of a conversation for the past weekend. She made some statements about her and London's relationship and, and the topic of knowing that you're, so knowing that your significant other is already a bad parent and then you get online and you bash them some more, but you knew this already. So Summer Walker been taking some heat and I, I think Summer just needs a break from her social media, to be completely honest. I, I think for the last few months when she's popped up in a conversation on social media, it's never been taken in a positive direction, um, which I don't think it's going to overshadow her music abilities at all because she makes great music. Like usually when it's time for her to put all of what she's going in, like going through, her music comes out amazing. So I don't see it as going to be negative to her music because you can't deny the fact that the girl can actually sing and make great ass music. I just think people view some of her statements as problematic and she she just don't. 
you you can tell she's just not good with being a celebrity. And that's okay. That's fine. There, I don't think there's a correct rule book, but she going to still make her margins and make her marks and make her numbers. So she shouldn't be worried at all. So, yeah. Um, so that was, that was my, my brief, brief check-in updates. I don't really, really didn't see anything else to like do small tidbits of conversation on. So my topic, my first topic of the day is, um, wanting to, the, ah, (laughs) excuse me. It is hard to talk today. (laughs) Um, my topic for the day is wanting to be wanted versus wanting to be needed. Two totally different things, in my opinion. I've had both. I've been in a I've been in a situation where I was needed, and I've been in a relationship where I was wanted. Two different frequencies and two different levels of being able to grow. Way two separate levels of being able to grow. So in my situation, I feel like when you are in a situation where you're needed. It can become very obsessive, very crazy, very, very challenging in an ugly relationship. I'm not going to use the word toxic because that word gets overplayed, but it is very tumultuous and very challenging because when a person notices that somebody's need for them goes beyond just like love at this point, like you could care for me, you could have love for me, but now you feel like you have to have me in order for your your days and for everything around you to go well. And I that's a lot of pressure on the person that's being needed. And I only said this because I've seen way too many statements on Instagram and Twitter. My person has to need me. My person has to do this, this, and that. And it's like, y'all asking for something you really really don't want that codependency stuff man let me tell you it's never good it's never good even if it's an emotionally codependency or a emotional and a physical where versus as a value codependency I've been emotionally codependent on someone and that that come out is just not good like it's just not and I've been in like my one of my most recent relationships. It really wasn't a fully committed relationship. I'll put that out there. It really wasn't fully committed, but it was something that we were doing and it it didn't happen for a long time. And I was emotionally codependent and that person was physically and value codependent. And it just never, it just never worked for either side. Neither party was able to grow. It took a lot to even walk away from each other because I just felt like, okay, when I decide to walk, and I'm only speaking from my side because I don't know what made him decide to walk. But when I decided to walk, it was because I was like, bro, I don't want to have the pressure of making sure that I'm good, that you're good, that we're good. And I feel like I'm not focused on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I'm not totally with where I should be, but I'm making sure I'm good and you are good. That's not cool for me. Then it was the other thought of, okay, then you we can't say we have to have this person attached to us so we feel better. So he makes you feel better and you don't think you're going to feel better without him being there. It, it was just not a good, it was just, it was just not good. So you, you definitely wanted to be wanted. And this, this particular relationship, I was younger, fresh out of high school. I really, in my opinion, I really feel like some of your best love comes when you're younger, comes when you're a, a teenager because you just, you don't have any expectations, any rules, Everybody's just new to it. There's new feelings. There's puppy love and 
you know, you're just blowing caution to the wind. <laughs> you don't really have too much responsibilities around you. So you can just fall flawlessly into these relationships, into these feelings. So, but that was, that was the relationship that I was completely wanted. I wasn't needed, didn't get asked for anything. This person really just enjoyed me. Um, he adored me. I adored him too. Adored me. We had a blast. Again, no expectations, no rules. Neither one of us had bills or anything. We were teenagers. So, and not to like base that off of that and not to say that I haven't been in a relationship now that I've want that I've been wanted because I have, but that was a better example. And I just think being needed is just not where people think it should be. You never want a person to need you because you can't walk. Let me tell you, when you get with a person who starts to need you, they can. T- it could go either way. Like that person could literally need you and they treat you amazingly. No, because I, I, I think the way I was just about to go, it still it still don't come out like beautiful. It still comes off as obsessive and codependent because from a, even from a good standpoint, even from it being positive, even from that person just showing you endless amount of love and caring and going over and beyond to show you how much they need you in their life. It's still an obsession. It's still like, OK, but what if you get to a point where you realize you've grown from the relationship? You don't necessarily need this person and you want to move on. That person is still going to turn around and possibly be obsessive still. Still be like, no, you can't go nowhere. I need you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that I need. Then you have the person who could possibly just need you for emotional things. or some, Like, they, they feel better when you're there. And it doesn't matter if it's from an evil place. And that can, that can also become violent. You know what I'm saying? They become violent. They can become manipulative to make you feel like you're wrong for wanting to move on. It's, it just can get really ugly. Like the hair between need and want, it's just, it's it's really thin in my opinion. Like not knowing which side the pendulum going to fall. Like if when does it become a point of need? It's really like the thing. And so like I know in my my dating life now, I can say that I'm I know I'm noticing that I'm it's more of a want. Especially when you and this person are both trying to grow. And I think that's where it is for me. I think that's why I'm so kind of apprehensive to a person needing me because I still need to grow. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know why you need me because I damn sure don't know what I'm got what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's been that's been what it is for me lately with relationships. It's it's knowing when to say, okay, this person going to get a little, like a, become a little too much in my opinion, like just a little too much. And so, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is be careful for, for wanting someone to need you. It may feel good in the beginning, and because it's like, oh, I know this person ain't going nowhere. It's me. They can't, you know, they ain't going to be able to function without me. And that, as much as it is flattering to the ego, that ain't good. That ain't good. Like, you should always want the person you're with, the person that you're dating, you should always want them to be able to be okay without you physically being around at all times. Like, 
Because if I feel like if you need me at all times, you're not allowing yourself to be the best you you could be. Because you always worried about where I am. You always worried about like what's going on with me. Like you got to you ain't got enough time on your hands if you need to know where I'm doing. Twenty five eight. You don't you got you don't have no room. You shouldn't have that much room on your plate for me. Like not to say that a person I shouldn't be a priority to a person. I think that's really what it is. I used to want to be somebody's first priority. Straight up. Used to want to be somebody's first priority. Used to want to make someone my first priority. And then I realized that's not healthy. It's not healthy for a multitude of reasons. One, you should be your own priority. If anything, you should be your first priority. Always. Even if you... Especially if you're dating, you're not married. Like, is this coming from the people who are not married? If you're not married, you you shouldn't be like, oh, this person has to be my first priority. Like, no, ma'am. And I had to learn that. So my ways of making sure I'm first is that all my dreams are coming true. Like, that means something to me. Like, being able to push me further is something that I take very important. So, and that, that wasn't, like, the case. Like, I didn't stop to, like, think about, um, it wasn't that I didn't stop thinking about my dreams in the situation where we were codependent on each other. It's just that they took a back seat because I wanted to make sure at least the necessities of this person was done. And now I'm in this dating situation where it's like this person will not even like ask me or even consider me to like say, okay, well, I know you got this going on, but can you like, like, it's not even that I actually, the person that I'm dating is actually more like, if you don't get that shit done, man, I'm going to come do it for you. Like type things. Like he, he's really a, like a person that's going to care, encourage. And it wasn't until I got out of my last one that I was just like, okay, mm-mm. I'll be, I want to be on your top five, but I ain't got to be your top, your top priority. I just don't like you be your top priority. Your goals can be a priority. Like, because you kind of want it to be a thing of, okay, if we don't work out, I need you to be good. I don't need you to be coming around trying to find me being obsessed with me because I altered your life. You know what I'm saying? I always think about that now. And at first I did. And at first I was like, eh. But then you get older and it's just certain things that you just wasn't really prepared for. And it'll just teach you. And I've since being in a relationship like that, I just don't want to go back to that. Especially when you started to see that this person needed needs you and you do everything that you can to help them out and they move on. And you just left with nothing to show for what you've done in that same amount of time. This person has all of this to show for it. And yes, you did all of it, but you know... I just, I don't, I just don't want that. Cause you, you kind of, you're going to start to get resentful. Like, I, I don't think people understand when they say words like that. It's just like, no, you don't want to be needed, sweetie. Trust me, you don't. You want to be wanted. <laughs> you want to be wanted. You shouldn't even want to need somebody. Like, let's, let's even take it there. You shouldn't even want to need somebody. Because then when you're at that point of wanting somebody, you, you can be able to say, you know what? All right. I don't want you anymore. You can go. Or I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I can go. Like, you know, like you just don't have it. I don't know. I take that very, very serious when people say that. That's a red flag to me now. When a person uses that statement, I need you to need me. And that was also something that I worked out, as I stated before, in therapy. It was a lot of stuff that... I, and I haven't been in therapy that long. Honestly, I started therapy... 
Was it in September? It was. Wow. I've had seven sessions already. That's crazy. Um, Six, excuse me, which is a lot. Like for therapy, that's a lot of sessions. It's a lot of talking, especially because in the beginning of my sessions, they were an hour. So in therapy, I also had to realize, dang, I have an issue with wanting to be needed. And that's why all these relationships have been going like shit. Because I, for some reason, need to be needed. Which, when you're with a person that don't want you to, that don't want to need you, and you push and you push yourself on them, you actually can push them away by trying to be there, be there everything. You don't need to be that everything. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be. It sounds good and it sounds romantic, but you literally don't have to be. You don't. These things, especially when you're dealing with adults, like give adults of the range. Like if you you need me, like if you need me to be there as far as like, I, I, let me not say need. If you want me to be there for emotional support, you'll come find me. You'll come find me and confide in me. I'll I'll ask you if you're okay. And then I'll know your limit. You know what I'm saying? But needing me to be there, knowing that, okay, well, I'm going through it and I need this person right now. Nah, it's it's different. Because that, that's just a lot of pressure on somebody. And I wouldn't wish that, that amount of pressure. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't want that amount of pressure on my back. So... And that's just my spiel on that, on need, on needing versus wanting. Um, if you haven't been in a situation where you were needed instead of being wanted, and how did that play out for your relationship? Let me know at the girls locker room twenty um, at gmail dot com. Go ahead and email me there, and and we'll we'll just we'll discuss a little bit of those of that. On the on next week's episode, I'll put it a segment in for that. Um, so yeah, this next topic is something that I have been thinking about. Um, so I have been thinking about undergoing surgery on my body for a specific area. I have I've really 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 always had a more broad chest. I come from both sides of my family, my mom and my dad. The women are well endowed at the top. And I am over having big breasts, okay? They may be good for men, and men find them to be great. Um, Some women actually think they're amazing too, but I just, the struggles of a big-breasted woman over a certain bra size, it's just not fun. Like, when I see girls be like, oh, I want bigger boobs, I just be like, okay, stop at Double D. I'm telling you, stop at Double D. You you don't want more than that. I promise you, you don't want more than that. And that's because I think I was in a double D bra by ninth grade. Like by ninth grade, I was in I was in a double D bra. And by the time I graduated, I was in an E. By the time I graduated high school, I was in an E. And now I am. This is too much information. I'm sorry. You can you can speed through or exit the building. <laughs> But I am now in a G size bra and and I know like for some people listening, oh, she must be a bigger girl and I'm really not. Like most of my weight is literally my boobs. Like I wouldn't be surprised if my boobs like alone together were 40 pounds. Like straight wouldn't be surprised. They they heavy. Like I'm not even, I want to say I'm exaggerating, but they are heavy, baby. These bad boys, like if I could just sit them on a weight, I'm sure 
Yeah, I'm sure both of these together are like just 20 pounds. I mean, like separately or 20 pounds worth of just boobs. And I am over it. I would love a reduction and a slight lift, not too crazy on the lift, but I would love a reduction. And I am kind of impartial to surgery um, because I just feel like there's other ways to kind of try to get the body you want. And I know that me losing weight, I could lose weight in my chest. You know what I'm saying? That could go down on its own. But it's just something that I just... I get tired of having big breasts because I like a certain way of dressing. I like I like cleavage. Cleavage is sexy to me. Having a decolletage is sexy to me. I feel like that is a good point of seduction along with your legs. And my boobs become too much now. Like you can't, I, you would think me having bigger breasts that I could wear more revealing stuff. And I can't. I can't wear off the shoulder stuff because nine times out of 10, half of half of my titty is out like half of it like there's just flesh there and it's not it's more embarrassing sometimes for me because it's like wow I have all of my titty out like there's just literally a fourth of my titty in right now and I'm over it like to other people like I get great compliments when I am wearing something of cleavage like I get great compliments drinks get paid for you know like all of that like all the perks of having big breasts and I hate it I hate it. I've had men walk up to me and ask me, could they motivate me? And you don't know nothing about me. You just want to put your face in my boobs. Like, sir, move. You're a creep. Um, <laughs> like, I like I know there's attention for ass and then there's attention for boobs. And, and breast attention is just way more weird for me. Like, way more weird. And I guess it's because I don't know what the attention of having an ass is. And that's another reason why I kind of want a reduction because it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Like, I know that I possibly will have an inverted triangle body. Like, I know that I probably, even if I was to get a reduction and make a drastic gym change, I just know that it's still not all going to make sense. So, I've also been debating on a BBL with lipo. Um, and, And at first, I'll be honest, I have another friend who's been saying she wants this forever and at first, I was like, well, let's try to do it in the gym first, this, this, and that. The only part of surgery that I look down on is the recovery. <laughs> first of all, I'm going to be out of work for three weeks. I don't like that. I'm going to be out of work for three weeks. Got to go in and get these massages and all of this stuff. Like There was a young woman who put on Twitter. She was like, I love my results of my lipo and BBL. Um, surgery, but let's not, let's keep it all the way clear. That recovery period is pure hell. And she was honest about it. She said it was worth it in her opinion of getting it. And I've also heard this for a reduction. I actually have a good friend who had a reduction and just, just to go back to the reduction. I had a friend who decided to go ahead and go through with the reduction. She was heavier set at the time. Um, and she had a lot of other like issues going on with her back. So for those who don't know, you can have a reduction, a breast. This is probably one of the few plastic surgeries you can have covered by insurance. But you can have a breast reduction um, covered by insurance if there's enough evidence of back problems. Am I having severe, severe back problems? Not like to the point where I'm like crying most of the time, but it is to a point where I'm just like, huh, I love to sleep on my stomach. I can't do that because there's a deep seat curve there because I have a a huge elevation. Um, 
Um, I can't bend down for too long because it hurts because of all of the pull from my from my breast. Um, I mean, when I did yoga, it helped a little bit, but even even with some of those movements, I couldn't do because of these goddamn pillows on my chest. Like, I really am not a fan of my boobs. Like, I used to love them. Any like anybody will tell you, I used to be like, girl, please, these things is gorgeous. Like, what you mean, bitches pay to get boobs like me? Now I'm just like, I want to pay to get boobs like I had. Like, I just cannot deal with how big these are. So. Um, but yeah, I've heard the recovery period for breast reduction is hard too. But I was I was more reading about the BBL because I was just like, okay, you're not really getting cut open with the with the lipo three sixty and a BBL surgery. You're not really getting cut open. So with the lipo with the liposuction, they put this straw like contraption in into your abdomen, and it literally. Car- they are literally carving the shape that you want and they're taking out fat deposits in that area of of where you want to be shaped and in most liposuctions they just leave it at that and they you know you you go on into recovery and i heard that one isn't as bad because you you usually have a compression on that makes that a little better where it gets a little more tricky and the only reason why i know this is because i I was a science, a medical major at one point, so I understand there are certain tissues at certain points of your body that are more sensitive. Your ass is one of them. So um, there is ways to make that that portion of your body look better. But if you don't have, like you can have a dream body in your mind, right? And everybody, most women's dream body is to have a figure eight. Most people want a figure eight body. I mean, we, we can't sit here and say that we don't. Most women don't want everything to look right. We don't want that Coke bottle curve. It's, that's not something that's realistic. Even when even when um, skinny was in, even when stick was in, you still wanted somewhat of a curve. You didn't want to be flat, like uh, just straight up and down. Like no one wanted that. And if you don't have the body structure for it, you don't have the body structure for it. So it don't matter how much ass you put back there. You can still be straight up and down until you turn around. Like, you can straight be up and down and then turn around. Like, you know what I'm saying? And have a fat ass. And that's something you can do. There is a big old muscle that you can tone and it it will get bigger. That I don't think a lot of people know this. When you go in the gym and you try to make your ass bigger, you're not doing anything but expanding the muscle. If you have enough fat on top of it, it'll look great. Like, if you have an, a great amount of fat on top of that muscle, toning up your gluteus maximus and your medius, which is a very hard one to tone. The maximus is the most easy to tone because it's the biggest one. But (laughs) that medius is hard. Oh my God, that medius is hard. And that's actually your hip bone too. So, Um, but that that fat area, that tension area and the nerve area of your ass is actually one of the most sensitive spots in a woman's body or in a body period. And so when women get that portion done of the surgery, they're taking that fat from that liposuction area and they're putting it back in your ass. And they're also sculpting the ass you want in that. I don't see anything wrong with that surgery. At first, when I was younger, I did. And then I realized it's like any other cosmetic surgery. If a woman wants to do that, she wants to do that. That's her prerogative. I didn't agree with silicone being put in somebody's ass. That's weird. But 
I just, but if, if you want to do a fat transfer in, or a Brazilian butt lift, that's your prerogative. You want a bigger ass, you want a bigger ass. I know I want a bigger ass. I just want my body to make sense. <laughs> and it's not like it don't make sense. I'm just more top heavy than anything. And I would like for it to equal out. I don't want to keep hearing, oh, will she make up for the, will she lack in the back, she make up for it in the front. Like, no, bitch, I want it to make sense. So I have nothing against it and have been highly 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 debating it um especially since i'm young i don't have kids i'm dating but i'm not really in a relationship so it's not like i i have to do this to keep anybody around because i don't <laughs> niggas gonna be around regardless because <laughs> one thing she ain't is ugly okay honey so i mean people still gonna stick around it's just it's something that i wouldn't mind doing for my own my own confidence, like for me to be able to be back. I was, I won't say I was narcissistic as a child, but I was hella confident. Very, very confident. Always taking a picture, always in somebody's mirror, always talking myself up. And I was just, I was my biggest fan. Hasn't been that way for some time. And I'm open enough to realize that, that there's something like, I, I'll still sit there and call myself a beautiful girl. Like I'm never, I'm never going to call myself ugly and horrendous. It's just that I'm not attracted to myself all the time. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, you know, <sighs> like I got my days where I'm like, all right, bitch, we, we pulled through this outfit, baby. <laughs> we look good today. Like I go through these periods, like my weight goes up and down. My weight is never really consistent. My weight goes up and down all the time. Um, I I change my eating habits a lot. Like I go from not snacking for months on end and just doing like beautiful, clean eating. And I don't even do it on purpose. Like it's just an accident. Like I won't want fast food or if I do, I only want certain food cooked a certain way. Like I only eat like fresh fish and all of that and I'll go home and I'll bake and stuff like that. I don't drink soda. I stopped drinking soda like as a teenager. Me and soda just don't get along. If I'm drinking soda, it's because I really, really for some reason had a taste for it. But most times I'm drinking water. Water is just my go-to. It's just my favorite thing to drink. It's like amazing. <laughs> if I need a juice, I'll go get a juice. If I want a cocktail, I'll go get a cocktail. But for most times it's just water. And that causes me to like lose inches on my waist. And then I start, it starts to look right and it starts to make sense. <laughs> oh, I'll see the body that I want. And I've tried the gym. Um, I've tried the gym multiple times. I've since graduated high school and coming out of being on campus at college, I really just haven't been as active as I used to be. I was actually really active, like 18 to 21, very active. But somewhere along the lines, I just stopped being active. And here I am at 24. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. I need to probably try to get it together. So, I mean, it's something I'm still going to do. I'm still going to try to do most of my weight loss at the gym. But if I can save the coin, whatever little fat that I still got, put it in the ass, please. But I know for sure that I am going to do the reduction um, the guy I'm dating, he's not a fan of that idea, but I mean, hey, titties still gonna look good. <laughs> they ain't gonna be plastic. <laughs> they not gonna be sitting up super high because I don't want a crazy ass lift. I just don't. I just don't want my boobs to be as big as they are anymore. I just don't. Like, I, I hate how big they are. I hate how big they are. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a real big decision over here to keep it flat. Or to make it fat. You know what I'm saying? It's a really big decision. And 
It's solely for me. I was talking to another friend of mine who was just like, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that unless you're trying to make you some money. And it's just like, no, I'm not doing it for like money making purposes. I want to be able to dress down to the nines. I want to be able to, you know, see the body that I see in my head. And that's, I'm not giving up on the gym. Like, I think when I tell people that, I think people kind of be like, well, Jesse, you was always pro-gym. I'm still pro-gym. I'm still finna go to the gym. I'm still finna try it one more time. But that is still in the back burner. And the only reason why I ain't did it yet is because I ain't had the coin. <laughs> when I worked at the urgent care here in St. Louis, oh my God, I, let me tell y'all something. I worked at a specific, a specific location in Webster Groves. And we would get so many patients going to a surgery, a surgery center called Jolie Surgery down in Miami. So many girls like the summer of this summer, this past summer, honestly, this past summer, COVID and all. Um, so many women were coming to get their physicals done. And, and honestly, when I saw some of these patients, I was just like, girl, what you want to get that done for? You got a nice little thing back there. What you want to get that done for? Like, I used to be so confused. I would never ask them that because, you know, that's offensive. Like, I don't think people know that's offensive. When you ask a person why they're going to get something surgically done, that, that's annoying. You know, that's really stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> just, like, don't do that. <laughs> so I didn't say that, but I would just be like, damn. So if you are thinking about it, I guess Jolie... Um, surgery is a great place I guess I don't know um so yeah different surgery centers have different costs I know like I said I did it's not like I haven't been doing research on it if there's a particular surgery place in New York that does it I wouldn't want to go get a surgery done in New York because you have to you have to go find a recovery house in these places um or recovery center well I honestly to be completely honest I think this place in New York actually has a recovery center in it but I don't think you can stay in it as like the ones in Miami, like the ones in Miami, there's actually recovery houses all over Miami. Um, and I only noticed because so many girls go down to Miami and get their bodies done. Um, Atlanta is another hot spot to get your body done. And I know there's recovery houses down there too, but there's actual business recovery homes that will come pick you up from your surgery, assist you in their car, help you get out and help you lay on back down in your recovery. Some people stay in a recovery home for a week. Some stay up to three days and come home and do their recovery. And the problem for me is <laughs> that flight back. Oh my God. I would prefer to do Atlanta because I think an Atlanta flight from here to St. Louis, I believe is only an hour and 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, or two, one of the two. And um, that's, that's a long time to be on your knees, bro. Because you do know, like, when you get your ass done, you can't sit on it. Like, <laughs> like you can sit on your thighs and stuff. And I that's a long two hours to be on your knees because you can't, you can't, yeah. That's the only thing about it that just kind of, like, makes me wary and makes me apprehensive to to do surgery. Like, I wouldn't, it's just, it's just that, the recovery period. Like, I could deal with the um, the reduction recovery period, just lay my ass down on my couch, on my back cool try not to do heavy lifting cool <laughs> you know what I'm saying I try not to overstretch my arms hurt you know what I'm saying like cool but that but that BBL recovery whoa like I can't sit down 
I can't sit down. I have to go get massages, which I heard them hurt. Like, okay, so the girl, like I said, there was a girl who went on a whole thread about, you know, doing her recovery. And she 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 said, don't let, don't let these videos online. I, I saw the video myself. Oh, God. <laughs> I watched, a, I actually watched a BBL massage. I've, I've literally watched it. And oh, my God. Y'all, it don't look like it feel good. And nothing about that massage looks like it feel good. Then in your incision sites, they got you got blood squirting out of them. Like, uh, no, <laughs> no. And then you know they kind of help settle the tissue in. That's what the massages are for. It helps settle the the, t- the tissue and the fat and the muscle, and it helps like just with everything settling. So it's important to have that massage. But you also get that massage too when you have lipo. So it's not like it's not a thing that's not done on other portions of your surgery because they do that with your lipo your lipo as well. But that one isn't as bad because um it's not like you they you it's just the recovery that kind of scares me. I wouldn't knock it now that I've watched the procedure. I actually wouldn't knock it at all now that I've watched the procedure. And some of our faves actually got BBLs. Like some of these favorite IG models Got BBLs. They got some nice BBLs, but they got them done. And there ain't nothing wrong with it. So I feel like if I was to go do surgery, I'm not going to go on this rant about how I created this body in the gym. I was born with it. My mama gave it to me. Hell no. This doctor that I just paid $5,000 gave me this body, okay? I just think that when we, since we are in the age of surgery, since we are in the age of plastic surgery people just need to be more honest about it so if you're gonna go get surgery don't don't let these girls think that you went and got this done like some girls are really ripping on their body because they think that some of these women just literally was blessed with it and it's not they was blessed with money blessed with a bag blessed with a bb uh, uh a big baller you know what i'm saying like a nigga with a bag like some of them really wasn't blessed like that so but yeah So if you've ever thought about getting a surgery done, let me know also again at thegirlslockerroom20 at gmail.com or you can also have this discussion with me today on the girls at the girls locker room too or on my own personal Twitter at jazzrian. So yeah, feel free to, we can keep this topic going. I just think we're just in that age. So I mean, I definitely got gold pictures. I definitely got body gold, body ass pictures. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just want an S curve on the stomach, just a little slight curve on the stomach. But, you know, I got to, I just want to round out my hips more than anything. Because I got a little something back there. It's just not, it's not sitting up and it's not perfectly round. I mean, I ain't saying I ain't got no ass, man. Something back there just ain't crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my spell on to keep it flat or make it fat, honey. I don't really um, have anything for jam session. Um, Yeah. Don't really. I mean, yeah, no. So today I don't really have a song that's stuck in my head. I've been I've been honestly replaying Meg's album. Um, I've been getting in healthy debates with friends about Megan. So um, that's been cool. That's been cool, you know. But yeah, I think I have an obsession with. So, okay. When you know you listen to a album, um, you listen to an album like the first couple times, you find a favorite on that album, and then you listen to it later some more, and you have a new obsession. It's also like that for um, positions with Ariana Grande. Like that, 
that album is really good. But my obsessions right now, I guess I do have some obsessions. My obsession on Megan's album is Freaky Girl with SZA. Like, didn't know how much I needed them on a song together until I heard that. And Juicy J did his thing. Like, I, I just think him and Juicy J. Megan and Juicy J just need to make a whole album. Him, Juicy J, and Liju all need to make an album. She just needs to do songs with them. I, and I think it'll be crazy. Just an album with them two producers. Because Ju, Ju be eating shit up, okay? And I, I think I'm so happy for him to be on other stuff. Because I know 2 Chainz got something coming out. Um, and he's, and the titles of the songs are actually the names of the producers. So I think that, no, the titles are produced by such and such. And that's just the title. That's just the title of 2 Chainz album that he got coming out. I believe that's his album. I don't think that's Juicy J's. I could be wrong, but Juicy J also got an album out that Lil got something on. Like I just, I'm happy for Lil because he really do be clowning shit. Like he did her beat, um, He did her beat for her bless bless the booth. He did her um he did her track for what is the fire in the booth with Charlie Sly. So he did that. He did um which ones on Fever did he do? Oh Lord, I should know this. I don't remember. And I'm mad about it. Cause I know all the songs on her. And I love you know her line is memorable. If the beat live, you know Lil Ju made it. Captain Hook, of course, which took the world by storm. He did that one. He did great. And I I was shocked at how he turned out body. Body was amazing. And then her Monday freestyle that she did, he also did that too. So Drew is very talented. My obsession on positions, because that's literally the only two albums that have been in complete rotation for me. I really do need to be put on to new music, honestly. Uh, and the, the song that I've been obsessed with is Off the Table with um, The Weeknd. That is a beautiful song. That is such a good song. Um, I You know, Ariana is amazing. Her voice is amazing. She sings like an angel. So that's never disappointing. The Weeknd is really great. But I am totally, totally obsessed with that album and that song. But I really do need to be put into cycle of new music, honestly. To be completely, completely honest. I, I do recognize that I listen to the same stuff. And I really like to be put on to new things. Oh, and before I I move on, someone did drop something new. Uh, I'm also a very big fan of another fellow Houston, Texas female rapper. She goes by the name of Ken the Man. And Ken is really, really talented. She's an independent artist, so she's not signed to anyone. But she does have amazing, like, amazing following. She has a really big following, honestly. Um, and she's on Spotify's Feeling Myself feeling myself playlist right now she just dropped something called every four and it's it's good it's not like one of my favorites by her but it's good it's still like ken still brings it with her bars and she's another rapper that can really just fucking rap she's very big on her sexuality as well like most women are these days but that's good i really see that as a good thing i hate that some women don't see that as a good thing like that helps other women with confidence and i don't think people understand it like, when you have a wave of women doing what they're doing, you have more women that are more confident in themselves. So, yeah, I love Candy Man. So, if you've never heard her, please go listen to her. She has an album out as well called For the 304s, and it's really good. Give Me That is my favorite. 
Give me that. It's great. Freaky me. Freaky Freestyle is also good. But Freaky Freestyle came out before the 304s. Um, that came out way before that. But she wanted to put it on there. But it's a really good freestyle. Try Me is a good one. I don't know. What's up with these Houston girls? They first tracks really be on it. These Texas girls. I really wasn't a big fan of... Not, not to say I really wasn't a fan of Asian Doll. I just didn't listen to her. But she... She got some flow too. I know Young Baby Tate got something come out coming out, so I'm excited about that because um, I used to avidly play her song Mean Girl <laughs> with King, uh, Queen Key and Asian Doll on it, and so I'm excited to see what Young Baby Tate stuff gonna look like. So I guess I got a heavy little roster to do by next week. I just I want something other than female rap. I want some more R and B. I haven't had any good R and B songs. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know I've been listening to Give Me On stuff, um, and his EP is great too. It's just too small. Like I, I love when the R and B when the R and B stars only give us a little tidbit of something. It's annoying. I hate when they do that, but it's a good little tease. So Give Me On stuff is is really Givion. He he actually went on a whole tutorial on how to pronounce his name, and I'm still butchering it, and I hate that. But no, um, I love it. I love his EP, but I want more. I want more from him. I need more from him. So I'm excited for him to put out another album. Jazz and Sullivan dropped something else too, um, and I'm I'm anxious about that. When Jazz and Sullivan get to dropping singles, she got she got something coming. So it's been a while since she's had an album. And I'm excited about it. I'm also excited for Adele to drop some music too. Adele is freshly divorced. So I just can't wait. And she looks amazing. Adele looks so good, y'all. Adele looks amazing. So I'm excited for all the music that is to come from these artists. I think think Nikki actually is in the works of doing her album too. So that's going to be fun to listen to. So, yeah, we, we got a good little jam session for next week's episode. But I do do want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Girls Locker Room. Um, I also put out a blog last Friday um, of last week's episode. One will be up Friday as well over over the topics for today's for today's episode as well. So if you just would rather hear that version, please do. You can always check that out at reansreality.com on the Talking with Rianne segment. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that, too. I, I have I just have a lot of things going on in store for the for the girls locker room Rianne reality brand. So keep your eye and your ears close to the streets. And I do thank you all for who constantly listen to me and support me. You guys keep me going and keep me pushing with this. I know I have some dark days where I just don't I don't think that I'm reaching enough people. So. I want to thank those for who constantly listen to me. Uh, my one year anniversary is also coming up. So I got something big in store for that episode as well. So with that being said, I will be here again at 9 a.m. next Wednesday, every Wednesday on the clock here in the girls locker room. So be free to tune in with me next week and I'll holler at y'all then and you are tuned into girls locker room. Y'all have a great week.